the Spartan Mind Strength Podcast, the podcast for mental grit and resilience. Hosted by V. Binga and Tim Ganley. And this is Vic, and we welcome you to another episode of the Spartan Mind Strength Podcast. So, Miss V, what are we going to talk about today? Same thing we talk about every time, Ayurveda. Stay tuned, we'll be right back. And we're back, and we're going to be talking about nightshades. Yes. So today is basically an Ayurvedic look at nightshades. So in the yoga world and the Ayurvedic world, nightshades are used a lot today. Uh, But first, tell me what is a nightshade? Nightshades are a category of foods. Mm-hmm. A family of foods that have certain compounds in them that are highly detrimental to our health, starting from our gut membrane and then uh, the rest of our cell membranes. Okay. Now, with that, what foods are nightshades? So people know what they're what it uh, is. Tomatoes, mm-hmm. <laughs> eggplants. All potatoes except sweet potatoes, all peppers, bell peppers, pimento peppers, all that stuff. I like pimentos. Uh, And uh, all uh, spice type peppers like paprika, cayenne, red pepper, all peppers except black pepper, goji berries, ashwagandha. Mm -hmm. That's a huge one. The popular Ayurvedic uh, herb. And then uh, some other fruit-type things like ground cherries, which are not the cherries we are mostly familiar with. Mm -hmm. It's an exotic type of uh, cherry. And then uh, garden huckleberries. (laughs) I'll be your huckleberry. So So that's that's main. And uh, tobacco. And tobacco, yes, tobacco, the tobacco leaf. Yes. <laughs> How could I forget that? So those are most of, if not all, of the nightshades. Yes. So in today's Ayurveda, well, actually in today's yoga yep. world, what is how is it used in the yoga world first? Well, uh, a lot of yogis go for the goji berries because it's considered a superfood in their mind as a snack. Mm-hmm. They use a lot of ashwagandha because it's also considered a brain herb. Yeah. And then a lot of them go gluten-free. They end up eating a lot of nightshades yeah, because, in gluten, because of the potato yeah, starch. Gluten-free is mainly potato starch. Exactly. Okay. So in not all gluten free is potato starch, yeah. but it's being used a lot. It's in a lot. As, of it. Yes. Yep. So you're actually taking your uh, gluten out and just adding potato starch, yes. which is a nightshade. Exactly. So if you're doing a pasta with a, a red sauce, you're pretty much just hammering nightshades. Yep. And then also a lot of uh, vegetarians, right? They use eggplant as a yep. meat substitute, mm-hmm. I believe. I know in Greece, uh, there yes. was a lot of eggplant. Yep. And eggplant has never been one of my favorites. So I'm I'm happy to say I don't eat that nightshade. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
in the Ayurveda, in today's Ayurveda world, how do they use the nightshades? Just like a... The yoga world. Yep, just so, like the yoga yep. world, yes. Because a lot of the commodity Ayurveda world is promoting vegetarianism. That's the main reason. Hmm. And then also the ashwagandha. The ashwagandha is, if anybody goes to an Ayurvedic practitioner, the Ayurvedic practitioner is going to prescribe a concoction to them and it's going to have ashwagandha because ashwagandha is used a lot as a adaptogenic, reduces stress, anxiety, all that stuff. And I know that, that not all practitioners not all of them. say that, but a, a good, good yes. percentage. Now, I know that uh, several of our friends have gotten herbs prescribed to them by uh, Ayurvedic practitioners, and it was ashwagandha and lavender were yes. like uh, two main things. Yep. And we'll talk a lot about lavender another day because that can be really bad for you. Uh, so, but let's get back to nightshades. Now, what did Charaka, Charaka. <laughs> say about nightshades? Charaka uses, well, first of all, tomatoes, potatoes, eggplants, goji berries did not exist at his time. Yep. They are all, I find it highly interesting, they are all relatively new foods. In fact, tomatoes were called... Uh, uh, mad apple. Mad apple, yep, because if you ate too much of them, you went crazy. Yes. Now, they've shifted over the years to be a little bit... Was ahead. it the tomato or the eggplant? It was the tomato. Oh, the tomato, okay. Uh, it could have been the eggplant, but anyways, uh, they've shifted over the years to be more edible and not be as bad because they've been changed by humans into a different, uh, basically a different plant. They've been actually like genetically modified in order for us to be able to adapt better to them. But they still were used more, they should still be used more of the medicine. Yes. Instead of a. Yes. Charaka says when he mentions any nightshade type substances, they are to be used in a medicinal way not extensively. They are not foods. Charaka doesn't consider them foods. Charaka considers things like spices and vegetables and fruits and all that in a medicinal way. They are not meant to be our staples because he looks at the qualities they have. Mm -hmm. and the long-term effect in our health. So looking at Charaka and yes. you reading his books and doing a lot with the what he was and what yes. he talked about, he would eat tomatoes, but he would eat maybe a half a tomato, a quarter tomato. At certain uh, times and prepared in a certain way. Yep. Charaka would remove the skin. Yep. And, so we'd go back to the old Greek way. Exactly, exactly. So you remove the skin, you cook them, you eat them with meat and olive oil and feta cheese and all that stuff. Yes. So all nightshades can be consumed. Yes. However, the more uh, sick you are, the less you should eat. Exactly. Exactly. And not all, not all the time. The tomatoes would be 
would be consumed in an Ayurvedic way in a seasonal manner, mm-hmm. right? Not in a huge jar of tomato sauce or a ketchup bottle of ketchup all the time. No. And what what is uh, that term? I know it's a Greek word. Uh, that uh... for uh, for hormesis, mm-hmm. right? Because hormesis is that which does not kill you makes you stronger. Hormesis is when you challenge your physiology, your brain, when you challenge yourself in a way that's out of your comfort zone. Okay. But you don't want to do too much of it because that can kill you, yep. right? So, so and I I want to say I want to say one thing. Again. You always <laughs> like to say one thing. Is we say if you're sick, uh-huh. right? If you're sick, avoid nightshades. What does sick mean? That's what people miss a lot of times is because they'll say, a lot of people will tell me, I'm not nightshade sensitive, I know that. Uh-huh. If you can't sleep, you're nightshade sensitive. If you have joint aches, you are night, nightshade sensitive. If you have skin rashes and all that stuff, you are nightshade sensitive. If you are, if acne. you have acne, yes, you are nightshade sensitive. If the weather change affects you more than others, you are nightshade sensitive. You know, you sort of sound like you might be a redneck. <laughs> That's a good one. That's a really good one. <laughs> if, you're night, if, you, if you don't like this, you're nightshade sensitive. Yes. <laughs> you might be a redneck if. You might be nightshade sensitive if. Yes, if you have mood swings. You might be nightshade sensitive. <laughs> I can keep going. Uh-huh. Most of us are... If you get angry too quick. Yeah, oh, Definitely. So most of us are nightshade sensitive to some degree. No, all of us are nightshade sensitive to some degree. Yes. Some people... More than others. Yes, And that might be because they ate too much when they were younger. Yes, you don't know. Hmm. You don't know. But nightshades go straight for our cell membranes. Mm -hmm. They attack our cell membranes. We are all, like you said, thank you for correcting me, we are all nightshade sensitive. It's just the degree that varies and it's how it manifests. Mm -hmm. And it can be confused for other things. And for all our smoking friends, you are definitely nightshade sensitive. Definitely nightshade sensitive and you are addicted to nightshades. And you can call me all sorts of names. And they will. Yes. And I've been called all sorts of names, so I'm good with it. And you will be called them again. Exactly. (laughs) You might be a... Nightshade sensitive (laughs) if you call me all sorts of names. So anything else you want to add to this before we call it a night? It depends which path you want to follow. Uh huh. Because I know we're going to talk more about nightshades in the next podcast. Uh, but I just want to what you said. It depends on what path you're following. 
if you're following the Ayurvedic path, which is to thrive, you don't need nightshades at all. Nope, not at all. They, there isn't such a thing as essential nightshades. So you don't have to have any nightshades at all nope. if you're following the Ayurvedic path. Now, with following the Ayurvedic path, you can have some on occasion, but you don't want to do too many because that will take you off the Ayurvedic path and put you into the yogic path. Exactly. And the yogic path is the goal is to find enlightenment, which is to die. Yes. You're not going to get psychic powers and be able to rule the world by eating nightshades or by being a yogic. Uh, it just isn't. That's just bullshit that they've been uh, teaching in yoga classes. Yes. So in yoga, the goal is to find enlightenment and die. So eat all the nightshades you want. Exactly. So in yoga, nightshades are a major thing because that's your goal. Ayurveda is to be the best you can be in a living state. Exactly. So you can help your community and you can help the world. Nightshades are a completely different thing. So if you are following your yogic path, you will have to give up nightshades down the road because you give up everything. But if you're following an Ayurvedic path, a traditional Ayurvedic path, you're doing minimum to none of the nightshades so that you can help yourself grow and help the world and the community grow. Until next time, much, much love from all of us. Namaste kala. May we all be well, adapt, and thrive. If you found today's show helpful, please give us a rating, a review, or both, and subscribe to the podcast and never miss an episode. As always, namaste kala, which in Greek means, may we all be well. This program, Copyright True Fitness Incorporated, all rights reserved.